Hello and welcome to this edition of Words from the Word of God, and I'd like to get right into the message today. I'm speaking uh, at the first part of this message. I want to speak to fellow believers, those who have been born again by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We need to refocus. Uh, You know, my heart is burdened really heavily burdened for those in the world. If we think about the death percentage of deaths that happen just in this country alone, each and every second of every day, you know, I I, I just sit back and I, I wonder and I think and I reflect on that number and I wonder how many of those souls went out into eternity without knowing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You know, you and I, as fellow, as believers, true born-again believers, have been given a commission to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. We need to refocus back to the excitement that we had when we first got saved through Christ. Do you remember that time, how wonderful and alive you felt for the first time? And we need to get that excitement back and let the Holy Spirit work through us and let the light of Jesus Christ and the love of Jesus Christ shine through our hearts to a lost and dying world. I know each of you, like me, you know someone in your family, you have a friend that could, uh, that is in great need of Jesus Christ to be their Savior. They need to experience the love of God as he uh, loved them enough to send his only begotten son that if they would just believe in him, they would not perish but have everlasting life. And you may not have a word. You say, well, Jeff, I don't know what to say. Well, let me tell you something. We're going to speak today on this subject, the living Christ. So I bid you, if this strikes to your heart today, this message, and we will be reaching out to them today in this message. Share it with them. If you don't know what to say, share this word with them. I'm not saying I'm perfect and they know everything, but the word of God speaks for itself. And the verse that we can share more than any other is the most well-known verse of Scripture that has ever been written. I think from the smallest child to the oldest adult, from the richest man to the man in the gutter, the poorest man in the gutter can remember this one verse and probably quote it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we can tell them like this, and we don't want to add to or take enough, then we're not adding to or taking anything away from the Word of God, but you can tell them, for God so loved, and you can put their name there, for God so loved Jenny, or God so loved James, or God so loved you, my friend, or my, my cousin, or my brother, or my, my husband, or my wife, or my father, and my mother, 
uh, my son or my daughter. He loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. But not only that, we need to go a little bit deeper. We need to explain to them that Jesus Christ was crucified between two thieves on an old rugged cross at Calvary just outside of Jerusalem. And we need to get this point across to them. Think of this. The very Son of God came down from heaven and humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. He did this for them. The Apostle Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, and I want to read verses 5 to verse 8. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. And I want to turn over to Isaiah 53, or 52, the part of chapter 52 of Isaiah, and we'll read a few verses in 53 as well. Um, we'll just let the Lord take us here where he wants us to go in Scripture. Let's see what the Word of God has to say, and let's share this with him. Isaiah Chapter 52, the latter part, verses 13 through 15, he says, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. My friends, if you are ashamed of him, if you're ashamed to share his name with somebody in the world, maybe we need to wake up. Maybe we need to check up. Maybe we need to pray that the Lord would forgive us because it says right here, he is to be exalted and extolled. We know that when he was glorified and returned to heaven, he returned to his full glory that he had with the Father before he ever humbled himself and poured himself out in this human flesh that he might die as a man because as God he couldn't die but he was all God and all man and that part that that fleshly part is the part that died and then let's just move on he said but Jesus has been exalted and we need to exalt Jesus in our heart we need to share him and it says right here in verse 14 of chapter 52 as many were astonished at thee his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The king shall shut their mouths at him, for that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Did you hear that in verse 14? As many were astonished, at thee. His visage was so marred more than any man, his form more than the sons of men. The literal rendering of verse 14 is terrible. It's, he was so marred from the form of man that his aspect and his appearance was not that of the son of man, not human. And it was so much of a brutal scene that he was not even recognizable. It says right here as a human being, but you must understand. And then we will move over in chapter 53. He says, surely he hath borne our griefs. And this is verse four. Surely he hath borne our griefs. 
and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. My friends, people in the world today, and you see it time and time again, especially children this day and time, they are so starved for love. They want somebody to love them unconditionally. People in the world are angry and they're getting hatred. Hate, hate. There's so much hatred going around. But it is the simple fact that the love of God needs to be shed abroad in this world. As it has been shed abroad and poured out into our hearts, we need to let the love and the light of Jesus Christ shine. After all, Jesus gave his head to the crown of thorns for us. He gave his face to the human spittle. They spit in his face for us. He gave his cheeks and his beard to be plucked out for us. He gave his back to the last for us. It says right there, by his stripes we were healed. I don't know if you've ever read anything about a Roman scourging, but they would tie their victim to a to pole, two poles on each side. They would tie their hands and their feet apart. They would strip them down to nothing, and they would take a cat of nine tails, which had in the end of it shards of glass or, or shards of metal or broken pottery, and they would strike them with that, and it would dig into the flesh, and as they pulled it back, it would rip the flesh from their their from their body. And he, it says in one portion of scripture, if you read it in the translation, he was as one stripe. He was one bloody piece of meat. And it says right here in verse 4, he was beat beyond recognition. Not only that, but he was nailed to a tree. He gave his every drop of his blood for us on Calvary's cross. And he also gave his hands and his feet to the spikes for us. Christ gave it all. That he gave his all. He gave up everything as we read there in Philippians chapter uh, 2 verses 5 through 8. He gave up all the glory that he had with the Father in heaven and poured himself out. He was born of a virgin and and. He was the Son of God, as Isaiah and Matthew both say, Emmanuel. He was God with us. He was all God, and he was all man. He had to become man so he could die in our place. But he did all this for you and I. And my friends, don't you think it's high time that we stop sitting around and saying, we have nothing to say to those in the world. We don't care if they die and go to hell. We don't care if they go die and go out into eternity without Christ. Hey, we got in. But you know what? We need to be about the Father's business. We need to be telling others what Christ did for them. You say, well, that's too bloody and, and that's too gross. Well, look at the, the movies that are out today. Trust me, children have be, been desensitized 
to violence. They have been desensitized to blood. And if somebody says, well, y'all sure do have a bloody religion, you know what I tell them? No, it's not a blood religion. It's a blood relationship because I know the one who shed every drop of his precious blood that I might through him be saved. But not only that, Christ died for us. He died on the cross. He died physically, and during that three dark hours of Calvary, supernaturally, after all our sins, you see, that's another thing Christ did. He took every sin that you and I have ever committed, and it, he took it upon himself on the cross. And then, in some supernatural way, God fired his judgment down upon his only begotten son. His only begotten son, who he loved, he said, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased." He was he was his beloved son, but he he judged him for your sins, my sins, and the sins of the whole world. His arms were spread open wide where ours should have been. He died this physical death that we should die, and and he died the spiritual death that you and I have been spared because of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. And we need, that's what we need to be telling people today. My friend, time is running out. There is no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled for the Lord to come back. But I believe it's just right. His return is imminent. And I believe it is so unfair that we have the riches of heaven inside of us and us not to share that with somebody in the world. But not only did Christ die, but praise God, he rose again the third day. Hebrews chapter uh, 7, verse 25. I'll turn there real quick and then we'll close. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 5. It says, I'm sorry, Hebrews 7, 25. It says, Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make an intercession for them. You see, Jesus came to earth and he died. If he just came to, if he did, if, uh, if Jesus come to earth but did not die, his life here would have been pointless. Had he died but not resurrected, his death would have been powerless. But praise God and heaven above and praise his holy name, exalt him above all. He arose the third day and he accomplished everything and set out that he set out to do, and that was to make us free through his vicarious sacrifice and his blood shed on Calvary's cross, that we might through him, and he was resurrected to life evermore, to defeat death, hell, and the grave, and it is through him that we live forevermore. He said, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that they might have life and might have it more abundantly. That is more life than you and I ever deserve, my friends. But in him, we have eternal life because we worship and serve a risen Savior, and he ever 
liveth to intercede for us at the right hand of the Father in heaven. He has entered into the heavens not, and to the veil not made with hands and to the holies not made with hands. He's seated on his throne at the right hand of the Father. He has anchored your and my soul there in heaven. But the purpose for us going forward, and I encourage you, if you will, if this has struck a chord with your heart today and the Holy Spirit's moving you to do so, share this message with a lost and dying soul today. If not, go out and witness to them today and tell them of the greatness of your salvation through Jesus Christ and tell him and tell her what Christ did for you and how he changed your life and what you have become in him. I pray that you would have a blessed week and a blessed weekend. I look forward, and I hope this has been a blessing to you. I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the Word of God. God bless.